Welcome to a much happier edition of Netfront Presence. I'm Jeff Gordon, the Post Dispatch, joined by the beat reporters Jim Thomas and Tom Timmerman, who's just thawed out from his hockey or from his soccer duty at the outdoors stadium. Uh, very exciting time for uh, for our heroes in the MLS, but also a very cold time uh, for the <laughs> developmental team. But anyways, we move on to hockey. And my God, you know, the last two editions, JT, we... Um, we buried this team because, you know, they were just dead in the water, not only losing, but losing big. But I don't know if it was something Jim Thomas said if it was the earlier words of Doug Armstrong or something the chief did with his glare. But uh, what a reversal, Jim Thomas. Yeah, uh, definitely a team with multiple personalities. That, that's for sure. So on the heels of a franchise record to to summarize franchise record, eight game losing streak. They become the first team in NFL. NHL history to win five in a row after losing as many as eight in a row. <clears throat> a bit of a convoluted stat, but still, it just shows you, it puts into perspective what the heck's going on with our uh, with our hockey players out there. Actually, uh, last night, looking, uh, according to Braden Chen, like the Nashville Predators with those <laughs> yellow jerseys. I, I, I don't think Braden was too crazy about the reverse retros, uh, looking like a uh, Predator, but... Uh, this is the team, really, these five games and the three, maybe one or two games in the eight-game losing streak, I think that Doug Armstrong envisioned in the sense, okay, we're still going to have a pretty good offense, not as much firepower as last year, but we'll be a little better uh, defensively and that's, that's, that's than last year, and that's kind of what we've seen. But, oh, my goodness, Jeffrey, these, these, these games, uh, I, I don't know how uh, – how, how they can keep closing out these games. First off, in Vegas, they give up 22 shots in the third period against that, that high-powered team and managed to get out of there. And then, then you have that uh, uh, the Colorado game with, uh, what is it, almost two minutes of five-on-three and a minute of six-on-three. And then uh, last night, oh, my goodness. Oh, oh wait a minute. Uh, Thomas Grice has just saved two more. Or this is just in. He's just made two more saves. He's, he's still stopping pucks. 86 overall attempts by the Washington Capitals, and yet uh, the Blues escape with, uh, with a win. The Blues, as we sit here on Friday morning, are one point out of the second wild card spot. So uh, the playoff, and they got a game in hand, you know, obviously with 60 seven or whatever games go, but the, they are, they are now, they are just about a playoff team uh, right now. You know, I, I don't, I, maybe this reflects in that they have one, three, lost eight, one, five, you know, where this team ends up is probably going to be as a kind of an average team, a slightly above average team. I mean, I think when you balance these things, we're going to say, you know, they got good, they got bad. They're not great, but they, certainly have all the trappings, but I would also say that, you know, just as they started playing better before they started winning the last few games of the losing streak, weren't that bad last night's game, while they can chalk it up to, um, you know, being as back end of a back-to-back -back and being tired, that wasn't a good game last night. And there's always a potential team start playing badly before they start losing. So there's always a potential that last night was also kind of a shift back away from uh, these glory days they're going through now. Well, the, the good news, JT, is, uh, you know, they got through the tougher uh, part of, uh, of the schedule in a sense. They, they won at Vegas, barely. 
Um, but that's no, they had Vegas had won nine games in a row. Then they went at Colorado barely with the shooting gallery, the six on three shooting gallery, where it was just a miracle that, that the puck never went in Bennington doing his best Bennington guys, you know, flying around, you know, 55, just out there trying to throw himself in front of whatever. Uh, it's just a, a complete scramble and, but you win those games. And now, even though you're a sloppy mess, um, give up two bad goals against the Blackhawks who are just awful, awful. That team is that team is that team has figured out the tanking part. That team is going to lose a lot of games, even with Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane playing well. That's and uh, Athens CU, Athens CU, uh, he's playing well, but that's good. That's a terrible team. And then in this game, it's just again shooting gallery. But now JT, you've got the Ducks in here for a couple of games. They have not won a game in regulation this year. Uh, they are not very good. And if, if you can avoid uh, letting down after um, after winning these games, if you can kind of refocus. Uh, there's opportunity here to, to, you know, build on this, uh, to gain a little headwind behind you or a little uh, wind behind you and having defeated the headwinds. A sloppy mess, you said. That, could that be like a team slogan when they were losing <laughs> eight in a row? Blues hockey, a sloppy mess. <laughs> oh. Yeah? Yeah, now, uh, yeah, they, they could they could get a little uh, uh, momentum. Again, they're, they're, as Tom pointed out, they're leaking a little, maybe a lot uh, defensively, but uh, oh, my goodness. Josh Levo. Is this all because of Josh Levo? He, he shows, he comes up from Springfield. He shows up on the Ryan. Ha, have we seen during the eight game losing streak, fellas, uh, and you guys have been doing the pucks much longer than me. Have we seen a more miserable hockey player than Ryan O'Reilly was during mm-hmm. the losing streak? And now he's happy. He's scoring goals. He's making tremendous defensive plays. He's winning faceoffs. It's trickled out to the other line. Jordan Cairo is, uh, is, has got his head screwed on uh, a little bit better. You know, we declared a moratorium on, on just mercilessly ripping Jordan Cairo last week on the net front. And, guys, he's, he's on a 30-goal pace. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought of uh, – I know this is strange. The, uh, uh, the movie The Other Guys, where mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Mark Wahlberg character says, I'm a peacock. I've got to fly. And uh, Jordan Cairo's got to fly. you got to let Jordan be Jordan. And I think with Barbashev and Shen, two responsible 200-goal players, they can kind of let him go do his thing. And and really, uh, and I know I'm digressing a little bit, the only line that really still isn't going is the uh, the Thomas line with Tarasenko and, and Barbashev. Tom and I have taken some delight in, uh, we think Barbashev, I mean, Bushnevich wins the award for the guy who, for whatever reason, is driving uh, – uh, Craig Berube nuts this year, the most, the most nuts this year, but, uh, which never goes out. That's the first, uh, that's the first, uh, uh, shootout goal he's ever made in his uh, career. And, uh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we're seeing quite, we're seeing a 200 foot Jordan Cairo yet. I don't know if it's a 180 no. foot Jordan Cairo, 165 maybe. Yeah, is yeah, it, it, it's, it's the number is growing, but he's had some good defensive plays in this recent one, which uh, you know is something we're not uh, used to. Maybe not you know winning the puck battles, but he's doing nice stuff with his stick on making things, making plays not happen. Uh, he's been erasing some uh, prime scoring threats uh, by the opposition. So you know, and Ryan O'Reilly, I mean, you know, the goals. Not only has he had goals, they've been key goals. I mean, last night that you know the. The, the backhand flip, you know, came at a time in which Washington was about to, you know, made it a one-goal game, and who knows where it goes from there, and we know where it went from there. They 
know, they tied it up. But, uh, you know, if it, they needed the Blues needed that goal, you know, in the face of a terrible second period to at least have some, you know, will to live going into the third period. Yeah. Now, what's the uh, what's the Ryan O'Reilly line from the uh, the Car Shield commercial? Uh, was it sick, dying baby bird? You look like a sick dying baby bird that that's that, that's kind of what uh his in his line to rick flair before rick turns into a werewolf by the way production <laughs> values on that commercial outstanding maroon and uh, and ryan o'reilly excellent acting of course rick flair is used to it i mean he all those years in wrestling he can really put on a show uh, an stl favorite for sure but you know jt this is there's no prouder guy in a league full of proud guys and this is the NHL and every, you know, to make it, you know, you need tremendous pride and, and it's, these guys are all warriors. And, but this guy, heart and soul, and to see him get one point in 10 games would be a minus of 50 or whatever it was just awful. And it's only appropriate that, you know, he just kept working and kept digging in and that he was the guy because he is the captain that let him back. And with his future being broadly questioned because of his expiring contract and his oh. age, uh, boy, what a response. I mean, this was a guy who expressed that he does not want to play anywhere else. And then he showed JT that he does not want to play anywhere else. He has literally helped lead this team out of uh, the sloppy mess, uh, Jeff. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, I, the guy cares. He, 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 he just cares. And uh, he, he's had some, like I said, some great uh, uh, defensive moments uh, as well. And uh it, it's uh, it, it, it's great to see, you know, in, in our, our business, you know, you, you don't want to root, you don't want to get too attached to players, but uh, what a, what a fun guy uh, to watch. And uh, he's a guy that's always open for us in terms of what we, uh, we need. We laugh about him, you know, taking uh, responsibility for, for everything except for global warming after these games. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been uh it's been fun to see. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. I always like the, uh, we never liked your poetry line from those. Commercials. That's my favorite. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I don't, after that though, the commercial kind of goes into some, some weirdness, but let's not turn this into that discussion. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, what can you say about Ryan O'Reilly and that this is why, you know, I think with the, when the blues look at what they, might face in free agency after the season where you talk about a guy you're going to get your money's worth out of now he you know his his career is obviously he's on the back half of it but you know just what he brings in on and off the ice i you know i, I think is essential to this team and more so than maybe any player they've had in the last you know 10 or 15 years before we talk about some of the other positives, I just want to go back to the note on Buchnevich because it's kind of a puzzler. I mean, this is one of the most gifted guys with the puck that this team has ever employed. You know, he but he's an odd character. You know, he just is. He's just different, right? And so he's kind of goofy. Fun. He's kind of goofy. Yeah. So you get to him in the shootout thing. Well, yeah, finally, because this guy can do whatever he wants with the puck. It's sort of like Ryan O'Reilly is should be very good at the shootout because he's he can he just has a in tight puck wizardry. Um but here's a guy who can do whatever he wants. And yet he hates shootouts. JT. I mean, this guy should, should own it. He should be able to do what stuff like what Kuznetsov did with his 25 second uh, mm -hmm. shootout move where he, uh, he moved the puck 412 times before he got into shooting range as he crawled up the ice and then, and then just picked a spot. I mean, that's kind of stuff that Bruce Nevin should do all day. Right. But 
odd guy that he is, he just apparently doesn't like doing that. I mean, he, somebody should convince him, look, dude, you're really good. You should be first off to, you know, never mind Kyrie or Thomas or, or Riley. Mm-hmm. You should be the first one up. Yeah. He's got some of the Robert Thomas in him and that he'd rather pass. He'd rather, he'd rather, uh, uh, defer. But Ruby said after the game that, uh, I guess at the start of the season, you know, they talked to him, Hey, we're, we're, we're going to put you in our shootout, uh, uh, rotation. You, you, you've got to want to do this. And he's been working on, you know, working on some moves in practice. Uh, it's, it's pretty interesting that Davey Alexander, the goalie coach, despite, uh, or in addition to working with the goalies, he studies the other goalies. So, uh, you know, for the shoot, the shootout guys, he'll, he'll give them some tips. And, uh, uh, he, he told, uh, not only Buchnevich, but some of the other players with uh, Chucky sideburns and Hey, God bless Chucky Sideburns. Great, great to see him. 5-0-0 last year. Uh, anyway, uh, he said, go go glove side. You got to go glove side on him. And uh, uh, he did. So, yeah. So, uh, the last two shootout guys for the Blues, and when Kuznevich, uh made that shot, I'm like, oh, this is over. Just like when it was five on three against Vegas. Well, this game is over. But so, the last two Blues shootout guys were Robert Thomas, Robert, it's a shootout. You can't pass it to anybody. You're going to have to shoot the puck. 0 for 2 in his career on shootouts. And then you go to another reluctant shooter who, again, somehow uh, uh, seems to consistently uh, drive uh, Berube nuts and 0 for 4 Buchnevich. And I mention this because I, I just, I see uh, Berube talking, seemingly talking to Buchnevich more than any other player. And sometimes it doesn't look like the Chiefs happy. So I, I, I don't know what's going on there. I, I, as Tom knows, I tried to get in that line of questioning last night. And then someone else, I'm not going to mention any names, Luke Korak, uh, came in with another line of questioning. And that was that. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> These are the challenges that we face on a, on a nightly basis. A daily Cold, basis. freezing press boxes, lines of questioning, uh, uh, patrolling the sidelines, covering high school mm-hmm. sports. That's what we yeah. do, folks, here at the net front. <laughs> we, you know, it, so slightly digress, but you know, there's you see it in basketball, people say ball don't lie, you know, that uh, you know, he was a bad foul, but a guy will miss the free throw. You know, the shootout last night was proof that you know, that pucks do lie. The Blues had no business getting two points from that game, but because of the shootout, they got two points. You know, fair would have been, you know, one point, okay, they got one point, they eked out one point, they got two points. Uh, that to make that a two point game was, uh, was quite the feat. And so, uh, and these are the breaks that didn't happen during the losing streak. Things like this didn't happen. This game happens two weeks ago, they lose six to nothing. Um, but you know, I mean, the, the blues, the chances they generated last night were not there. They made goal, you know, at the end of the first period, they were up three, nothing. Their expected goal count was a half. And so, you know, they, was, they were making, they were getting stuff out of nothing. And they won. And this is the difference between a team that's going well and a team that's not going well. Well, let's look at some of the things that are going well with the team. I guess we have to start with uh, Jordan Vinnington because that is the most important position. And and certainly when you go back to the uh, games in Vegas and Colorado, um, these were stressful games. And, you know, during that, you know, last year, uh, Jordan had a bit of a crisis in confidence, which was, or, or at least confidence, crisis in how he was playing. Uh, which is unusual for, for Jordan, you know, and, uh, but he regrouped over the summer and then he had to withstand that losing streak where guys were getting backside, you know, goals, you know, over to the, 
that were just uncovered that really weren't his fault. But, you know, you lose eight games in a row and you're in there for most of it. Um, it takes a toll or it can take a toll. Yet he fought through that. He did not let that eight game downturn defeat him. And he's, he kept it together. And JT, now he's out on the other side of it. I, I think that you talk about a stress test on a goaltender in particular, a guy coming off a bad year, a guy coming off a, uh, an injury, all of that. And he holds up and they basically helps steal a couple games against elite teams. Um, it's an impressive uh, showing for, uh, for Binner. Yeah, no doubt. And, and when you're losing all those games, I think he was in net for five of the uh, eight and getting no support. You can, uh, uh, you can fall into some bad habits. And in a rare time when Berube wasn't talking to Buchnevich, I, I he talked to Bennington at, uh, at at practice, which is really rare to see uh, 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 the head coach talking to, to goalie. And I just wonder if maybe he was bringing up some of those stuff. Hey, it's it's okay. You still got it. Uh, uh, you know how how are things going? Whatever. But he he somehow maintained his focus. We all know how competitive he is. Uh, but uh, that kind of the, the flopping around the less common still uh, Bennington is, is not always uh, a good Bennington. And, and, and that, that's when he kind of, kind of falls into some, uh, some bad habits, but yeah, he has stayed with it. And that's, that's the big thing, not just last season. It was obviously so noticeable and so deep every year. Uh, Bennington's had a slump since the Stanley cup uh, year. And it's, it's been in the middle of the season. It seems like it's gotten bigger and bigger each season. That's what he wants to avoid. Cause I don't, I always looked at, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not smart enough to, uh, to know the analytics, but I always looked at, boy, is, is that a soft goal? And I, I don't think Bennington gave up many soft goals at all uh, during the, the, the losing streak. And so maybe that's, that, 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 that's a good thing. Uh, going forward because he, he sure looks uh, he sure looks fundamentally uh, sound he's always had the competitiveness and uh, you know I'm sure Blues fans are hoping this is real and and that and that Bennington is back because you you certainly need uh, uh, good goaltending goalies to steal some games over the course of the season and the, the Blues have uh, they've stolen a couple three lately yeah and certainly graceful one yesterday and and you know, I think ultimately you need, you know, well, obviously, obvious, obvious reasons you need a good Jordan, Jordan Bennington, but because, boy, you know, they don't seem to, it seems to be a different game when Grice is in goal and they're, and who's going to face, you know, 1,000 shots uh, every time out. So I think Bennington is going to get a lot of games and maybe, you know, you know, maybe more so than we might have envisioned, which is going to make it essential that, um, you know, that he stays in good form. And is where I mean one of the things have we seen any of the back post goals lately on this on this trip where the you know the, the Blues defensively have, have eliminated some of the things which I think make goalie stats look bad. I mean Bennington gave up a lot of goals that were just you know were not were defenseman's fault or defense's fault rather than his fault, which is what his numbers are like in the middle of the pack. I think he's been a little better than that. You know, and his expected goal totals he's still given up more than expected. But I think a lot of that is because there have been defensive breakdowns ahead of him. Another positive, guys, uh, the uh, Brandon Saad returns and Josh Levo comes up from the American Hockey League, comes back from the American Hockey League, and they can play with Ryan O'Reilly because, you know, Brandon Saad seems to go to the right place all the time. And, and Levo, not doing anything special, but he's putting the puck where it's supposed to go. He does what he's supposed to do. Saad always, always goes where he's supposed to go. And uh, there's a level of reliability that allows uh, the chief to uh, 
to, to play these, uh, these veteran guys and, and get some consistent shifts. And it's been a real credit to, you know, Levo again, he's, it's tough being a guy that goes up and down and it was tough for him to spend so much time in the A last year, but he in particular has been a pleasant, I mean, there wasn't much that Armstrong could do to shake up the team, you know, bringing him and uh, Alexandrov off on not exactly seismic moves, but uh, both moves paid up and uh, let's start with Levo. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, Levo's a guy who, who, who works well below the goal line, and he's, he's had four assists during this, uh, this five-game uh, winning streak. And what you have is this looks more, other than the Perron goals, and maybe over the long term uh, that will be telling, but this looks more like an O'Reilly line with the cycling, with the possession, with working down low, which getting to the net. And uh, uh, Levo's hungry. Tyler Pitlick is hungry, and, and at least, again, on the short term, hungry players can sometimes do better than more talented players, and Levo does have a, a little bit of offensive juice. I mean, he's had a two or three or four really good uh, scoring chances. It was either last night or uh, uh, in the, uh, uh, the game before that, uh, that uh, in Chicago, that he hit, a, he hit a post. I think it was last night. But uh, that's, that's really worked out well, and it's, it's really uh, – it's really kind of uh, calmed down uh, O'Reilly, too. And Saad, I, I've written a couple times about him. He's, he's kind of like a piece of furniture. You don't even notice him, and then you look up at the end of the season. Oh, he's got 22 goals, and, uh, and, and, and Saad's going well. So uh, uh, that's, that's really good to see. Again, you're, we're not going to see 25 goals from Levo over the long term uh, uh, like you got from Dave, David Perron, and maybe over the long haul that'll be telling. But right now, it's, a, it's been a – relatively minor move but uh, a great move for the blues I, I haven't had a chance to dig into this uh, analysis on this yet but a, a hockey researcher done stuff on what makes a line better if, if you have a certain line is it better if you improve the best player on the line or improve the the third player on the line and the, and the numbers apparently show that the the to improve a line having a better second player is is what creates the biggest difference so I think that's the Brandon Sod factor. Uh, he's the number two guy on that O'Reilly line. And I think that has made that line better. And that has brought along O'Reilly's game and Levo's game. It's elevated both of them. But do, yeah, do you think that, you know, Josh Levo, Nikita Alexandrov and Tyler Pitlick have been playing, you know, significant roles in this blues recovery uh, is something. Now, most of us, when we were kids and we thought that when Christmas was exciting for us, we're all hoping like for a bike. You know, there's something we all wanted, right? A bike. And I think if you, if you had to ask the chief, you know, with the holidays starting to approach and this team was in a bit of a fuck, what would he really want? And it seems like nothing makes the chief happier than, a, than an excellent fourth line, you know, that will just go out there and, uh, and and play the simple direct game and show the rest of the guys, you know, what it looks like to get through a shift without drop passes, uh, without, uh, you know, bizarre, um, you know, cross ice plays when the obvious play was to put the puck directly on, on the net. And uh, boy, they've, again, they've, this has been a rotating cast and here at the net front, we're fans of Toropchenko and we're fans of feisty Nathan Walker, but Alexandrov comes up. He's a steady player, a hungry Tyler Pitlick, as mentioned with a weeping mom in the, in the, in the press box. And then uh, Noel Achari is uh, an excellent addition to this team. And these are the types of guys, and, and especially encouraging for the, for young Nikita to come in and, and really get it. So JT, I think this has been, if I had to pick a third factor in what's happening, um, in addition to puck luck, you're just looking at what individuals are doing or what groups are doing. 
really impressive with this group. And uh, it just seems like they, they may have in this, it can be uh, elusive and it can change, but for the time being, they found something with these, these guys. You know, I wanted a drum for Christmas and I got it. And the day <laughs> after Christmas, somehow my mom talked me into going out in the alley. We had alleys in the city playing the drum. I think the noise was driving my, my dad crazy. So somehow my mom talked me into playing the drum in the alley on December 26th. But anyway, yeah, we all know Baruby. We joked about it last year. What a, what a kind of a man crush he had on Torpchenko. And now it's with the Chari. And uh, if you're a, uh, if you're a hockey fan that maybe likes uh, 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 the uh, maybe the finer points, the less uh, spectacular points of the game, boy, is Achari a fun watch the way he hits people. He plays uh, what's called hard hockey, according to, to Chief. And yeah, you're right. The Chief absolutely loves that. Alexandrov uh, is a guy who, uh, uh, you know, Bill Armstrong uh, told me for years that, he thought he he had uh tyler bozak tendencies and tyler bozak in his prime was what i think we all agree a very good third line center and i and i, and I had another uh nhl guy at the up at traverse city said he reminds him of lars ellers who's, who's another really good player but he's gradually gotten bigger and stronger they the the, the kids call it the, the they, they want to get the man strength and he's he he's a little he's he's not in a charge class on this but he's a little tougher to, to, to move around and he's better in the, in the, in the tight places, but he's, he's got a little bit of uh, skill too. Now, Torbchenko, from what I've been told, he's been told, Hey, you're, you're not playing hard enough. And boy, you don't play hard enough. You have an all expenses uh, uh, trip paid for in the, uh, in, in, in the press box. And so I, it, it's going to be, I think, I, again, some of these moves, I have a hard time thinking they're they're long term when when the chief originally made these moves and levers on the o'reilly line and pitlicks up and 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 uh, on the fourth line i'm like well this won't last long but you know what maybe it will because it, it sure it sure works on the uh, fourth line and occasionally they're getting a goal too you know torpchenko goes on the book as being a healthy scratch but uh you know right now he's a winning streak scratch you know Chief said, yeah, he needs a couple games off and then we'll, we'll, we'll get him back in there. But as long as they're winning, he's not changing. He's, he's going to, you know, he could be as feisty as Lemmy Adam, whatever spirit, as long as they're winning, they're not changing. Uh, so he's going to be watching no matter how much better he's gotten. Uh, Nikita Alexandrov is going to be in there. Uh, Dorchenko was still going out there for warmups and he's digging pucks out of the net. So he's, he's like trying to, trying to make a pitch. Look, I'm active. I'm energetic. Um, and, and Jeff, you, met, you mentioned drop passes. I'm going to just mention this. I think it was last year we were in Buffalo and uh, we were watching practice and Al McGinnis was there. And Al was saying he had, I believe it was a former coach uh, who said there, there, are, there are two places you can never do a drop pass, home and away. So I think that uh, uh, that speaks to how many of us feel here about uh, about the drop pass. That sounds like something Brian Sutter would have said, along with the uh, his famous, of course, hard work is a skill, too. Um, Richie, Ronnie, Bass, they never did any, uh, any drop passes back in the day. They just went straight forward. Um, and now the last thing I want to touch on, it's another positive note. We do know that this team is going to, you know, transition going forward. We know that's going to happen. It's just how and when and, and how dramatic some of the changes are. But they do need young guys to start showing. We talked about Alexandrov showing. Tarpchenko has been a player who has, uh, who has progressed nicely. Uh, but uh, Tucker comes up on defense. You know, this is a guy, when you look at the uh, 
what the analysts were saying, the people that study prospects, you look at where he was drafted, you look at what the prospect prospect experts uh, say about him. I mean, this is a guy that by already, I would say he's outperformed some of the evaluations and he seems the chief was highly complimentary of his work uh, and his NHL debut. He seems to, you know, he gets engaged. Um, sometimes it's not easy out there. Sometimes it's tough, like uh, moving around and, you know, playing NHL speed, but uh, JT, it has to be encouraging because man, there's, we've talked many times about the lack of depth on, on the blue line. Uh, there weren't any other choices really. So here he is. And, you know, this has been good for him. You don't like having Colton Preco all the lineup if you're Bruby, but you sure like seeing Tucker play well. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's not like the cupboard was, is completely bare in the system, but what I think what the Blues have in their system are a lot of five, six, seven defensemen. They don't really have a top four guy. Maybe Leo Luf is that guy, but we haven't really seen him because he, he signed a two-year deal to play in the uh, – uh, the Swedish Hockey League, and so I think next year we'll we'll see him in in Springfield. But uh, yeah, you got Tucker, and then the next guy up is uh, is uh, Kessel. I guess the parades passed uh, Steven Santini uh, by, but yeah, uh, the the thing with Tucker was always his skating, especially in today's uh, today's game, and he's worked very hard to at least be a competent skater. But the rest of the stuff. He is, in some ways, kind of a clone of Bertuzzo, and we all love uh, Babo, but, uh, geez, uh, especially with the Cali Rosen emerging, is, is uh, Bertuzzo going uh, to be stuck on that 500 games now for, uh, for, for quite a while? But, yeah, Tucker keep it, keeps it simple. Uh, every game, he's gotten a little shoving match. I asked him about that. This was not even midway through the first period in Chicago, and he just looked at me and said, that's kind of what I do. He's kind of a sandpaper player. And uh, we all know Chief, uh, he loves the D-men that keep it simple and that, that, that are willing to, you know, uh, 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 push and shove and, and drop the gloves. And I've seen Tucker uh, fight a couple times up in Traverse City. He's not the best fighter, but he is, he is willing. And uh, uh, so you, you, you got uh, to enjoy seeing that. Yeah, he, and he hasn't looked out of place, I think, in these first no. couple of games. You, you, it's not like you say – well, there's a guy that you need to shelter him. What's he doing out there? He's, he's, he is for in his first couple of games, he is, is showed to, you know, to be quite capable of playing at this level. Well, guys, this has been an upbeat edition of the net front presence. And, you know, after the last two where we were attacking the uh, depressing podcast onto all the stories uh, on stltoday.com and, and subjecting fans who are already suffering, and uh, and doing some wound licking, and we were just uh, tossing some uh, some salt under there, uh, and maybe even a little bit of acid last week. Uh, this is a better place to be, especially with Thanksgiving on the horizon. The American yeah. Thanksgiving, uh, you know, is is almost upon us. And as to Tom's earlier point, the team's kind of moved itself back into position. Um, mm-hmm. Dare we say, JT, that order has been restored, that we can you know assure Blues fans that at least we'll have a, a hockey season worth following. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> as for us here at the net front, we can only react what we have to work with. Uh, mm-hmm. I, many times over the years, I've told players who are upset over what they thought was negative coverage, play good. We write positive things, play bad. We write not so positive things. And that's kind of how we are at the net front. And you and I, Jeff, are emotional guys. Cool hand, Tom, over there. But uh, you and I may overreact from time to time, right? I don't, I don't know. Maybe a little. 
We, we don't need the goat this week, right? The sacrificial goat. So nope, nope. Yeah. And uh, Louis could just you know put away the chainsaw or whatever he was going to use to to chop the goat up. Uh, hope he just wasn't going to use an axe because that could have taken some time. Um, but yeah, so we don't need to do anything extreme. I think just apparently promoting Josh Lebo and Nikita Alexandrov uh, were it was enough. The team was consider the team shaken up, Tom. It's shaken up. It is. You know, one thing I'd like to see is I'd like to see how when they if they lose a game how they respond to that. Because what we've seen is win a game, win another game, lose a game, lose a lot more game, win a game, win game. I like That's kind of going to be kind of a test here. And they lose a game and then immediately bounce back. Or do they, you know, jackknife into another coma? There you go. Well, I'll do it for this week's uh, edition of the net front. Uh, I'm not sure what we'll do next week. We may try to wedge one in with Thanksgiving coming uh, for Jim Thomas for a thought out Tom Timmerman. I'm Jeff Gordon. This has been the net front a reminder that you can find us on sdl today along with our videos and all the extra coverage that we do online that's in addition to what we do in our fine print products so please do subscribe to both support local journalism at this most critical time in our nation's history so until next time for jim for tom i'm jeff see ya